Cross the Streams podcast. It's not the new season, season five. We use the intro music for season five for this, just to get used to it. But we're doing a little special, like we said we would at the end of season four. Holiday potpourri. I've got a bunch of questions uh, for Kane and David Gunn from our Listen Up segment are with me. We're enjoying some December beverages. My niece is here as well. But we've got, uh, we're going to jump right into it. But fellas, quick synopsis. David, how are we doing? It's been a while. We didn't cut you off, but you've been busy. Busy, man. Things are well. Kicked off a new day. So, uh, it's been nonstop, man. It's been nonstop, <laughs> but I can't complain. Family's healthy. I'm healthy. It's all good. Do you feel like you've said that a lot? Like to people, like you're about to go into a rant about your day, but then you're like, but you know what? We don't have the Rona. And then you kind of stop yourself. Yes, I, I don't have the Rona. Uh, nobody uh, in my immediate family has the Rona. Uh, we we are still employed, so you know. Yeah. It ain't all. It ain't all bad. Right. It ain't all bad. It ain't that bad, right? And on a, a Saturday, we're drinking beverages and recording a podcast for ourselves. It's fantastic. What are you gonna do, man? Kane, how you doing? I'm good, man. We're we're hunting for unicorns over here. Uh, Ava has lost the unicorn, and as you guys know, when when that happens, um, the rest of your day that's that's what you're going to be doing is is hunting unicorns. So, um, no, nah, things are good, man. I can't complain one bit. It's been as everyone that has is listening to this, and everyone that is and participating in this, man. It, it's been 2020 has been interesting to say the least. And so, as you guys just alluded to, man, there's not a whole lot that I can say that is um, anything more difficult and or more special or whatever than anyone else's situation. Um, I, I can say that 2020 is, it, it's all, it hasn't been all bad for us over here as far as our, you know, obviously getting Kyson, uh, welcome Kyson in this world. So that's one thing that, that Carrie and I have both reminded of each other, like, as much as we want to say, man, 2020 this this year sucked. Reality is, man, yeah. we, we welcome welcome the sun into the world, and, and we're blessed to that. And, and everyone's healthy, and, and uh, there's a lot of great things, silver linings when it's all said and done. And I've had more family time than I've had, in I don't know how many years, which has been a blessing. Uh, you know, obviously in the situation that we had with with Kyson's birth, and then uh, obviously with just in general, man, in this profession, it's not easy, as you know, Kip, that it, it ain't easy to uh, have a family within this profession. And so this not having a season in 2020 has actually been a, a blessing in the fact that I've had more time at home. Uh, I get to eat dinner with my kids every single night. I get to put them to bed every night, wake them up in the morning, a majority days. And so, shoot, man, life is good. I think I, I need to call Kane, David, more often to get positive is what I'm, <laughs> I'm taking. Positive? To just get, but how many times, Kane or David, you too? How many times I find myself in the middle of like negative drifts in my thought process? Do you find yourself going, "Hey, you're with your kids in in your house"? Like, I find myself doing that at the end of the day. Like, hey, you calm your shit down. You were with your kids all day. I don't know if I'm doing it in the moment. You know, when one's yelling at me that they don't want to give me their phone at nighttime, like the rule around here, and the other one's begging to finish his Madden game in his third fucking season with the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But then at the end, courtesy of the call map, it says, what are you grateful for? And I'm like, oh, I'm grateful for those little shits. You know, oh, I'm grateful. Are you doing the call map? I got well, the call map. See, with my kids, <clears throat> like, we, we, me, my wife, my kids, we all just pass each other in the wind. Like, so, like, my wife, 
she went back to school, so she's getting her PhD. So if she's doing school, she's doing work. She's doing it all from home, but super busy, right? The kids, they're they're in school, so we have the option. So we're sending them. So they're still going to school, but then they go to gymnastics right after school. So they're there all day. Like so, we literally like my my oldest daughter. I don't see her in the morning because I'm out. I go mm. work out in the morning, then I go to work for a little bit. I don't see her until she gets home at night at 8.45 every night. Oof. And then she's got to eat, do her homework. Right. So, like, I literally see her for, like, a half hour every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that, I mean, it's not nothing with, with, with COVID and the reality. That's just... Yeah, that's schedule. Just life, right? Yeah, do you, do you purposely that's, try to be intentional in those 30 minutes? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, we get more time. It's on the the when we get the weekend time mm. you know what i mean it's even in that intentional like that 30 minutes like that's her time she really right she wants to get on her uh tiktok she <laughs> wants to have a little bit of time because like she comes home at you know we think about we had it rough as athletes right mm-hmm. <laughs> with nothing compared to like these gymnasts and stuff like that yeah like, she literally is at the gym for like four or five hours comes home maybe eat for a half hour then has to do homework for an hour which i still that we should have a segment just on that why are teachers still giving homework why do they give homework in periods like all right in any other profession right if you can't get your job done in the time there yeah like, that's on you mm-hmm. so why do teachers give homework like, i don't know i could have gone a whole diatribe about homework <laughs> that's my wife no but, so she's up doing homework till 10 30 11 o'clock every night right and then got to get up for school at seven yeah Kane, so do you find your do you do you in the moment be like, man, I'm enjoying this, or is it a rec- it's a recalling of the good parts? Yeah, man, don't get don't get it twisted by any means. As far as I'm not just all smiles, laughs, and, and just having the greatest <laughs> time of my life. Yeah, over the course of this time, man, there is moments when I'm literally on the verge of of throwing something through the wall. Yeah, and and I have these these, but I have to remind myself. Yeah constantly and it's like man okay i i'm i'm fortunate to be in the scenario in the situation i am like there's a lot of people that would would kill to be able to to have this much time and this uh but it, it by no means is is smooth sailing where we're all just freaking you know whatever singing kumbaya in a circle together all day long and, and life is awesome yeah. uh, there is moments when i am on the verge of just I just got to get in the car and, and drive just to escape mm-hmm. to a certain extent, right? Like, I think everyone falls in those moments yeah. where you're just like, oh, man. this." And I, I literally, like, I've found that it's almost – I thought about this the other day when I was in the, in office doing work and just doing football stuff, and, and my wife asked me, like, okay, what are you going to the office for? Are you really going to the office to actually get something done? Or are you just going to the office to escape us? Yeah. And I, I had to catch myself on the drive there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no. I, yeah, I got lots of stuff I got to get done. Uh, uh, yeah, of course. I got the special computer out. there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, I mean, I mean, reality is that, that that's, I think there is some, some of it. There's something to that, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I, I love what I do. Don't get me wrong as far as football and, and, but truth be told, we're not playing the season. I'm not 
we're not all my athletes are are now done with school so there's not like a daily thing that i have to go and do but it's more of uh what i call gfp general football preparedness Mm -hmm. that i go and do on a daily basis to try and make sure that i am ready for whenever the opportunity uh presents itself again as far as our season is concerned um and just there's always something that can be done as far as recruiting that's a constant thing but there is a little bit of okay yeah this is an escape this is getting to uh trying to get back to just a sense of um some kind of schedule to a certain extent that isn't child-based schedule uh so there's yeah I think, David, you might, in speaking to what Kane's talking about, the office, I think I go to the office for autonomy of my day. Like, I want autonomy of three hours. Um, You might still get it, David, running two businesses right now. But at home, Kane, I can co-sign what you're saying. I don't have autonomy of silence or even, like, (laughs) peace, right? And I find myself snapping on my kids. Like, if one more of you says, Dad, I'm going (laughs) to fucking lose it. You know, but like, I know everyone's telling me, Kip, when you're 55, you're going to wish you heard their voices every day. Right. But I I go to the op. There's no one in the office. It's just me. And I'm just fucking happy. Right. (laughs) But David, yours is probably. Yeah. When David called me the other day, Kate, I was at Starbucks and they said, what's up, coach? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a celebrity, guys. Uh, Salem celebrity. No doubt, man. And. Yeah, you just get that moment when I sit back in my office chair and I've got my door closed and, and I've got my TV on and I just kind of sit there and I take a breath and I'm like, yep. yeah, here we go. This, yep. this is nice. This feels good. This feels right. And so, yeah, man, I think I think everybody's in that, in that battle um, to a certain extent as far as and I'm, I'm in a battle right now as far as <laughs> being <laughs> being – being on this this deal with you guys and then i've got action going on in the house around me and it's yeah it's david i think you is, like to stay busy yeah i got yep. you man I, I can't i don't like to sit still <laughs> like i like i like the kind of chaos i'll bitch about it but i i, I <laughs> like you know i like i like i like fixing and solving shit right you know when there's issues and problems like you know you like to do shit you're good at. Yeah. Right? right. And I can take, I take care of shit. Like I can get shit done. So I've always been drawn to positions, uh, in anything that I've worked at that requires that that's what you do all day long is put out fires. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean, right. And that's what I do all day long. Like nonstop. It's, I'm the fucking human extinguisher, man. <laughs> that's, fu- that's hilarious that you mentioned that. My therapist was telling me the other day, Kip, I think, are you unaware that you strive and are hungry for intellectual stimulus? And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, I think you, you need your brain to be challenged by something. And I was like, yeah, doc. He's like, why don't you, like David, you mentioned Janelle's going back to school. He was like, why don't you go get another degree? You're bored. You got nothing to do. Go learn something. Oh, are you good? Okay. And then I went, ran and told Kelly, you know what the doc said? The doc said that I should get to go do another class. Oh, it was great times. Great times. But there's, let's jump into, I want to do two segments today. Okay. Holiday potpourri. 
I got que holiday theme questions that might be short answers or long answers, depending on what you guys think. We'll take our first break and then we'll go into some thought exercises. And it sounds like I'm presenting because I've been doing a lot of presenting with my business. So that's why you guys get stuck with thought exercise. Okay. We're on holiday segment. David and King, you go second on this one. What was the first year that you can remember being actually physically responsible for getting a present for someone else for the holidays? Like you couldn't just have your mom write your name on it that it was from David. Like where I had to like you had to do it. it. I had to get it. Yes. Do the whole thing. Yes. What do you remember? Uh, what, what? Tell me the story. Man, I have no idea. This had to be like later in life, man. <laughs> I was that leech, man. It just, yo, know, throw my name on that shit, wrap it up. Yes, it was all your job. No money. Man, it had to be, I'd imagine, um, God, because even like in high school with girlfriends, like, I would always put it on my mom. <laughs> you know? It was probably in college. Like, it was probably with, with Janelle. Like, yeah. With being solo dolo to get her a present. <laughs> I can't remember what a, oh shit I man I'll tell you okay. <laughs> this is, and I don't know if this was the first but so we had only we've been dating maybe I don't know a year or two something like that and her brother used to live in Hawaii so we went to Christmas in Hawaii right and uh I'd met her her family and stuff before and like spent time with them but like this was like the first time I'm like at her brother's like house right in mm -hmm. Hawaii and they lived on this volcano, whatever, right? So we're doing Christmas there, and they and we're opening up presents. And like, I can I don't even know what I was thinking about. Like, I had got her these like sleep booty shorts from like Victoria's Secret, right? And like some other stuff, but I didn't know like she was gonna open those ones like in front of her parents. Like, I just yes. it, didn't comprehend, right? And she opened and did a look on her brother's face, like because they like these lingering like booty shorts, man, from Biggie Secret, so. I don't know. That that's kind of what comes to mind. That is. I thought awesome. I was doing something sweet. You know? Right, right. Oh, that's awesome. That is so good, Kane. Oh, wow, yeah, <laughs> that's so good. Oh, lingerie, man, that's a great. That, that, I, <laughs> that's another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, the lingerie. That's another podcast. <laughs> Oh, I still use that term all the time, and people look at me funny all the time. Um, I I still am not responsible for gifts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I still have tried to push that off as much as I possibly can. Um, and I, I'm always I'm the worst when it comes to procrastination and gifts and all that. And and so in the end, I always end up going way too big or. or Either that or just not at all. And so, and that's always been my rationale as far as I'm going to go either big or I'm going to come up with an excuse to why we're not going to do this at all. And um, a majority of the time, my wife is literally looking at me right now because she's recalling <laughs> last, just a year ago, uh, as far as last Christmas and <laughs> the, the shenanigans I pulled last Christmas. But regardless, that's another podcast or or maybe later on in this podcast, but um, oh, I've been there so on I, the I, Christmas I Eve when you're visiting and you're like, yeah, Uncle Kane's got to go hit the stores. 
five thirty p.m. Exactly. on Christmas Eve. That is. <laughs> I gotta go hit the Rimrock Mall. And, and go around. Rimrock. <laughs> The old Rimrock Mall and make my uh, annual Christmas Eve visit to get all my gifts for the next go, day. Go, I gotta, I gotta hit the Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hit up. I know I'm gonna hit Champs for Kip and yep. Dad. I'm gonna <laughs> hit uh, wherever else for everybody. David, there was yeah, a year man. where he showed up. It was, I think, it was a brown bag, and it was just Bobcat gear, and he was like, "Bobcat Christmas." <laughs> <laughs> It was all shit wrinkled that he had down in his drawer. Oh, man. Oh, that's great. It was we, we, <laughs> I was going to say. I just rolled down to my equipment manager. But, hey, man. You XL. know I got holidays coming up. You know oh, what I need. Hook, hook me up. You know I need oh, this stuff. Notorious. Whatever extra stuff you got. I don't care if it's triple X, whatever, man. I, I'm going to hand it out. the biggest shit. The next What do you guys do right now for your kids? Do you guys actually participate, or does your wife slap the, your name on the tag? Right now, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm all, I'm all just co-signing right now that's that's all i've You're been dude you spent too much time with our father because our dad would be like what'd you get boy and then I'd, I'd hold it up and mom would be like you got him that dad yeah i did yeah, yeah i did, did. <laughs> what'd you get boy shit says from dad what do you mean uh, oh, no, no my, uh... that i was obviously influenced over the course of our, our childhood uh, and I think uh, my family is the same way. My dad never knew knew what the hell we got, but uh, most of the time, yeah, my wife my wife handles that. Like all, I have to. I I'm always usually will take care of the gift from Santa. Okay. Right, and that's the that's the big gift. Yeah. Right. Yep. Whether it's a bike, scooter, something like that. So I got to take care of getting that, and then uh, get that all put together. Because usually that's the shit you got put together. Right. Right. But no other every other everything else, yeah. I, I'm kind of surprised like the kids are when it opens. Like, oh, that shit's cool. <laughs> <laughs> my kids have uh, Kane. I think you and your wife probably got shared my oldest two's Amazon lists, where they just get to populate the list with what they want, and then you just got to click. Yeah. But I get like territorial yeah. about it. Like, no, 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 no. I got in that. I clicked on that. That's what I clicked and hit deliver on. Put my name on from dad. I'd like to be first team All American gift giver, guys. I and I the only judge oh, of that. Are you guys? Uh, wait, wait, wait. You and your wife are you guys gifts to the kids? Some of them are separate, like one yeah. from just dad. Mm -hmm. Really? Some of them, yeah. The ours are always. We're always together. But yeah, we. I don't know what it. It's me. It's Otherwise, my fault. Otherwise, it would be so unproportioned. It would be, <laughs> be like six to one. Thanks, pops. Appreciate this. The Jamba Juice. That's great. <laughs> really look forward to that. No, but it'd be the it'd be the six to one, but the one they would know would be the big one. The always. one is fantastic. You'd steal all the thunder. Yes. Exactly. And it would be the one that was unwrapped. <laughs> I would just hand it to them at the end of the gift giving. Like Dad, where's my gift? Oh no, wait, wait. I got it. Right here. Right. Here you go. <laughs> Shit I got it don't even sit under no damn tree. Exactly. It's in a whole room. David, <laughs> when you were growing up. <laughs> 
David, when you were exactly. growing up, how did you get stuff for your parents? Because, like, Kane, you and I never bought a thing for Dad. But Mom would give us a list, and it'd be literally like, go to this store and buy this for me. And then the three of us would be like, and Dad would be like, yeah, boys, we got Mom's list. <laughs> Here we go. And she knew what the fuck was coming. She ordered it herself. It was on layaway. The three of us had to go pick uh, it up. That is that is some of my fondest memories, man, when the three of us went Christmas shopping oh. in the places that we would go. Oh. And- <laughs> It was embarrassing. It, it really was. Kip would, Kip would be the one, the only voice of reason that we're walking through this thing. Like, where are we at? What are we, what doing? Are we doing here? Your mom said she needed red. Perfume she gets red. Oh, is it? It's fucking red, Dad. Is it? Kane's holding up this sweater for her grandma. I think she likes this. No, she this doesn't. is the one. We got it. <laughs> this is it. This is the one. Dad was like, don't worry about it, boys. I know how to rap. Oh, do you? Okay. Good contribution. Hey, uh, Did y'all used to use the Herbergers rapping? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Janelle used to work in Emma. She used to be a rapper in Herbergers. So she's a pro. She's a pro. Oh, man. You can wrap it up. So yeah. who who was in charge? Like your older brother and sister get your mom stuff? Or what? Come How'd on, you? Come on. No, you yeah. did it. You did it. Sorry. My fault. My fault. That's that's silly. <laughs> that was dumb. Man, I, you know, honestly, I can't even like. I don't even know how we. I don't know. Think we all. I don't think we would combine to have, get the gifts like from all of us kids. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, we was solo. We was on a solo. But then, like, I would have to either partner with my mom or my dad to get. The other one, the gift or whatever, right? But I don't really remember. Like, I'm sure it was always just shitty gifts. Yeah, (laughs) right. Mom did all this work, and what'd she get? Hey, I made you this thing at school. Look at this. It's a barbed wire wreath. Look at this. Kane was notorious for that shit. uh, Kane was so good at making shit. uh, Bear Tooth Elementary School used to have a the little uh, Santa's gift shit out or whatever. (laughs) That had some, some <laughs> like the Dollar Tree. <laughs> so basically, a Dollar Tree store, man. I used to go in there every every Christmas, and I would get myself some. I remember specifically this little blue vase that was maybe two inches tall, but it. I was like, yeah, perfect. This is gonna be my gift for mom. And then I found I found a little plastic, a little plastic Nerf hoop that was from the dollar store essentially that i got for you yeah thanks and i can't remember what i can't, <laughs> I can't remember what i got dad but it was probably a, a maybe a total of a dollar 75 for his gift i think I, it was a grand total of ten dollars all together that i spent but and I listeners really the it. fucking credit this guy got because he'd throw in <laughs> yeah i spent my own money on that dad oh did you pookie <laughs> did you spend 35 cents <laughs> holy shit I would get so mad. Like, he didn't do nothing. He didn't do a thing. You know the baseball cards he bought at that store? They're upstairs. Kyson, your dad's a pro. Don't let him do that to you, buddy. Oh, that was good. Okay, next one. It might be quicker. First name that comes to mind when somebody brings up the reindeer. Puzzle. Comet. Comet. David. I think it has to be Rudolph. Right? Rudolph, cause just because of the song. 
Yeah, like he's the famous one. Like, yeah, see, I, I have a rational hatred. <laughs> I have a rational hatred for he's Rudolph. I'm a Dasher guy. I feel like mm. Dasher got usurped. I feel like he's Joe Montana and Rudolph is Steve Young. And Dasher got screwed <laughs> in this whole deal. If there's no fucking Rudolph, Dasher's the lead. That's a me thing. I realize hey. that. It's a loaded question, but I'm a Dasher guy. Kane, where's I'm this comment way, coming I feel, from? I feel like I feel like Comet, he just sounds cooler than anybody else, man. Comet's like you think of a fast reindeer, you think of Comet. Like that's a, that's a fast moving reindeer. I think that's of like, toilet cleaner. I'm again, sorry. I'm, I'm thinking like <laughs> Rudolph no one, and Gladys no Knight remembers. and Dasher and Comet are the pips. <laughs> <laughs> Right, what are you guys doing? What are we even discussing here? I'm telling you, man. Like, like, I think of Anderson Hunt from the UNLV running Rebs, right? Like, yeah. That dude was a baller. Never got credit. Comet never, never gets credit, credit, man. Yeah, that's that like, says why, a lot. Credit. How come? Like, why? Whatever happened to him? Like, how did he not get a shot in the league? Like, <laughs> he didn't he play a so second in the league. Anthony. He didn't play so a second in the league. Better than Greg, no question. Did you? Did you? I, um, I that might speak though, David. You talk Gladys Knight and the Pips. Like that speak. I never have liked the lead singer of anything. I like Kelly Rowland more than Beyonce. You don't like you don't like Gladys Knight. I never was a Gladys Knight person. <laughs> I prefer Danny Wood to Jordan Knight in New Kids. I know that's the white so, side of me. I know that's the white side of me. I know. I like about uh, Danity Kane. Danity Kane. I always liked Dawn. Who did you like in Danity Kane? I like Dawn. In Danity Kane. Yeah, yeah, I like Don. I like Don. I never liked, uh, what's her name? uh, Aubrey. Yeah, I never liked, wait, I mean, okay, are we going to get ridiculously (laughs) gross on here about things? (laughs) I like Don. But I I also like J.C. Chazay and not Justin Timberlake, right? Mm, And like AJ, I like AJ from the Backstreet Boys. I don't like Brian and Nick. Maybe that's a me thing. That's maybe that's why I never win, guys. And I like so the runner up. You weren't you weren't David Ruffin. You were uh, Eddie. I like Eddie more. Yes, yes. You like Eddie more than David Ruffin? Well, oh, I do like wow. David Ruffin in general. That's a, that's a good point, Kane. It does. My theory gets blown up. Thanks for blowing up my theory. Damn it! <laughs> well, that, me... Why don't you go buy another two inch vase and give it to mom and she'll cry? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Third one. Kane or David, you guys, who? what's the most overrated holiday movie? Overrated. Overrated. Oof. Overrated. Oof. Oof. Uh, Christmas Story. Christmas far. Story, okay. Whoa. <laughs> you just besmirched Ralphie. What? Whoa. I'm saying, I'm saying no to Christmas Story. Oh, that's a hard, that's a right, day. You got to explain yourself on this. Like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm generally curious because that movie's fucking fantastic. And it, it has stood the test of time. When those dogs are running here. through with the food, David, doesn't that speak to our dog conversation earlier? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. When he starts fucking mitten whipping that kid on the ground, he's beating his ass with his mitten. <laughs> Funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah you know you're right i actually just threw that name out there because it's the first thing that came to mind now that you have mentioned all those tremendous scenes you're exactly right the one scene that the little brother bugs the shit out of me and yeah, I think you, that's why you didn't I, you didn't identify with that guy that was not your take i i, I didn't like the fact that yeah he was he was just a, a constant pain in the ass and the whole the the little pig eating at the dinner table scene. And I mean, just he, him in general, I guess, uh, put a bad light on that movie for me. 
Um, <laughs> but you you did bring up some good some good examples of why yeah I would appreciate that movie more now than I did as a little kid. As a kid, I did not like that movie at all. Yeah, I, I still watch it almost every year. But I, I think one that I will bring up is overrated. And I didn't know it was overrated until I tried to show my kids, I think, last Christmas, right? And I was like, this is the funniest shit. And I hadn't seen it in a couple of years, right? So I, yep. the, 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 the National Line. Yes, movie. God, you were about to steal one. I'm in. It's overrated. It's not good. <laughs> and I watched it, and I was, like, waiting for all the funny, and it was not funny. No. Like, yes. It was more funny in my head than what it really is, and I was super disappointed. And my kids were looking at me like I was fucking nuts. That just happened to me with Dumb and Dumber. Literally, last week that happened to me. I said, you guys are going to love this. And they were like oh, 30, not, It doesn't hold up, Dumb and 45 Dumber. minutes in, they were like, this is awful. That Jim Carrey's mm. so annoying, Dad. He's so annoying. Mm. Oh, mm. That may, maybe we're like remember mm. it like fondly, like ourselves as athletes. And then when you're like, wait a minute, like I just told I David, Ken, I used to wear long sleeve shirts. <laughs> I used to wear long sleeve shirts down to my elbows in football, so you weren't sweet. So get over it. Well, well yeah, I think that there is a little bit to that. Is if you watch uh, like '90s hoops and '90s football, and you're looking at it, and you're going, yeah, they don't look. Very Why cool were the right shoulder pads so big? They, Why were they so massive? They were huge. God, that's just what it was. It was cool back then, and so I don't know, man. I, I, we just. It's funny you brought up the because in my mind I thought that movie too, um, and we just watched it. Karen and I watched it the other night, and so, <laughs> ah, God, I hate to say it, but I think you guys might be right. Kane, do you remember laughing right. hysterically at the grandma saying singing the national anthem at the reindeer? I was like, that was the funniest remember, scene ever. I, I still, I still laughed at that at the grandma <laughs> and the and the old dude, and then talking about don't throw me down, Clark, and they're going up the stairs and some of this. Like that shit was funny to me still. Like, don't throw me down, Clark. The, the, the dude with the cigar, dude. Like that. And I'll be honest, it, it was so funny because I was just like, oh my god, when when mom and dad get to ninety plus, that's I'm like. That is going to be Cass and Rondo, oh, where they facts. roll in, facts. and they're just freaking ready to roll, and Dad's just like, oh, Rhonda, Jesus Christ. I was talking to them really? yesterday on the phone, and Mom was in a tangent, and Dad literally said from driving, Jesus, Rhonda. <laughs> I'm telling you, that, <laughs> that part, Carrie and I just were laughing hysterically because of that because i brought that reference and you're like oh my god that's my mom and dad when they're 90 plus years old hey shout out to cass and ronda our number one listeners shout out we'll get a emoji and a heart from this we we just we we watched elf again we watch elf every year now that definitely holds up like that will hold up forever (laughs) and ever yeah when he fights that when he fights a fucking Tyrion from fucking game of thrones that shit is hilarious (laughs) i was gonna say home alone because I watched it, my kids didn't hate it. The only part that I think is hold up is when he beats, when he just destroys Joe Pesci and the other guy. Like all those things that happened to them. The rest of them hold up. Like my daughter was watching it the other night, just like on her own, and still enjoys it. I think it still holds up, man. I think Home Alone holds up pretty well. Okay, so let's flip it. Underrated, and I'm gonna say The Family Man and Family Stone, because those two are phenomenal holiday movies but not for like joy fellas 
not to feel great about yourself, just to be like reminiscent, <laughs> right? Just the family to, man, like that's Nicholas Nicholas Cage when he gets thrown back into what his life could have been, and his daughter holds his face after he finally stops being a Scrooge, and she's like, "Oh, there you are, Daddy," but then he gets ripped no. back in time. And he doesn't have that family anymore. It's a fucking tearjerker. It's a tearjerker. No, I'm, I'm not recalling. You don't remember no. Taylor Leone's in it? He's a big corporate businessman, but then well, he gets. I'm a big Taylor Leone fan. Yes. I, I'd have to probably go back. This was in her prime. You gotta review it. You this is in the prime it. of her career. The Family Man. Can you know what I'm talking about? He goes back and sells yeah. tires. Yep. No, it's it. it yeah. It, I, I, but I'm it's not a happy ending, David. Very... Don't watch that shit when you're 0-7 at Christmas break. Don't watch it then. <laughs> Don't watch it then. Family Man, Family Stone's another good one. Another tearjerker. Same concept, though. What's Family Stone? Family, family Stone, Stone is uh, uh, Dylan McDermott. Rachel McAdams, Dylan yep. McDermott. It's a family uh, with one powerful matriarch. She has cancer. It's a sad deal. You got to let your freak flag fly. <laughs> Kane's that brother. Kane, you're that brother. That's who you are. I am... That there's no question. You are Luke Wilson. That character, yep. That character definitely speaks to me a little bit. And I'm Dylan McDermott trying to do everything right, and you guys are just making fun of me. Just like, look at this fucking Lou. Look at this guy. <laughs> David's the neighbor that comes over, gets you all fired up. It's a fucking mess. Family Stone. Family Stone. What else you got? Underrated Christmas movies. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn. Oh yes, yes, that's great. That, yeah, that very underrated. That kills me, man. That one kills me. That dude. What about Fred <laughs> Claus the they... in the same vein? What about Fred Claus? I love Fred Claus. Fred Claus is. Hey, that might take. That's actually that. That reminds me. Vince a had one. a prime run where I would hold Vince Vaughn's prime up against anybody. He's drifted no off. Doubt. He's drifted off. True Detective was a classic misstep. But Fred Claus was great. What do you yeah, got, he did David? A couple of those, right? What about Fred the ho- best man holiday? It's too sad. It's too sad. Oh, I forgot that was a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was fantastic. It was a great show, but it's sad. But I guess I can't exclude it because so's Family Man, and so's Family Stone. I'm gonna go with Fred Claus. I think that's a that's a good one. That is when they're sitting around in like Fred family Claus, therapy. I'm dying. I am fucking dying. <laughs> it is so funny. <laughs> Shit, that's the one I gotta go back. Like, I, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta expose my kids to that one. I gotta yeah. introduce them to Fred Claus. I don't think they've been introduced to that at all. Let's take that's our cool. first break, and we'll be right back. Quick public safety announcement here from Cross the Streams podcast and its creators, Kip and Kane Ione, encouraging all of our listeners to wear a mask. When in public, follow social distancing guidelines from your local authorities and do your part to keep you, your family, your loved ones, and all of those around you safe during the pandemic. Wear a mask. All right, we're back. Cross the streams. We've got a thought exercise now, gentlemen. Here's my first question. Okay, you guys ready for this? We're going to get deep and intelligent. Well, maybe. We're going to strive to be. On a scale of consumption versus creation where do you land as a person with your day-to-day and this stems from a conversation with one of my seniors who gets really deep i applaud him he likes to challenge me intellectually and he talked about coach i found out that my dopamine releases in my brain are tied to my consumption of social media video games food 
basketball is my only real creation of dopamine for myself. Thoughts, mm. right? That's interesting. It's deep. I don't know what. So I'll, I'll yeah, go. So I let guess... you guys think about it because I've been yeah, chewing yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. loved David. We've talked about this. I'm a creative. I like to podcast. I like to write. I like to create content for social media. I like creating stuff for my team. Can you might fall in this? I like create like the challenge of putting a spreadsheet together excites me because I'm creative in that way. However, I also can know I get in a rabbit hole of consumption, whether that is podcasts that I listen to, social media, Twitter, rabbit holes where I'm just on it and I get a release from it. So I, I'm probably like a constant tug of war between consumption and creation. Mm. I'm, I'm, I, I would probably be the very opposite. I'm just consuming and the creation. I don't, I don't write. Mm. I don't do anything like that. I like to consume people's issues. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I like it. Some, maybe I do like it, but I consume, I love the consumption of, of information like we've talked about the Twitter consumption yeah, of, right. of what we consume on Twitter and social media, but people consuming just information from people, whether it's their, their personal stories, their, their, their bullshit, whatever it may be. And then putting it into action as far as, uh, how I can assist and stuff. But I don't know in terms of the creative process, the creation, like, do you create the been... processes that of the, of your employees and the processes they they follow? No, I don't. See, I don't even like doing that. Mm. I'm a very much so the guy that don't, you don't need to reinvent the wheel, right? Mm. So I seek out processes that I think are, uh, that can, can make my life easier. Yeah. Efficient processes. I'm going to find the best ones in that are going to fit most into whatever I like and what I do. And I'll take those. I don't, my strong suit isn't creating anything. It's but I can executing find some shit is executing yeah. and putting it in plan. Yeah. So I'm I, I think I'm at the opposite end of that. Oh, I appreciate it. I think Kane. Yeah, I, I think I'm definitely on the created part of creation part of it. Um I'll find myself at times uh, on Excel sheets or PowerPoints where I will have all of a sudden spent I'll look at the, the clock and be like I just spent an hour on three slides for PowerPoint presentation <laughs> and go and look at myself and be like, what in the hell did I just do for an hour? Yeah. Why did I just spend so much time? And then I, I look at the PowerPoint slide and I'm like, eh, yeah, it's a pretty cool slide. I mean, that's legit right there. Uh, and so I think I'm definitely on the, on the creation side. Like I, I really have, a, a, I enjoy creating things. Uh, whether it's like the PowerPoint, even changing Excel sheets that I've copied from someone else, but then trying to tinker with it to make it best fit for me. Yeah. Uh, I, that's where I, I enjoy. I, I, I consume a lot of, um, you know, as we talked about earlier, as far as podcasts and, and information. Uh, but I think I, I do that in order for me to find new ways to create something. Mm. And I have a, I have a really good time with creating things. I think I, where I struggle is that when I start to create things, I can't finish or I can't stop until that thing that I'm started to create is in my mind, 
absolutely perfect. Which is why you're better at producing this than I am. Because I'll just puke that shit out. I don't care if it's got errors. Right? Exactly. And I think where it's, is it, I mean, that exactly, you're exactly right. And the problem is, I'll be up till four o'clock in the morning <laughs> to make sure that everything that we say is exactly just dialed and there's transitions and everything is just, in my mind, perfect. And so in turn, there's times where I'm like, man, I can't even start this because if I start it, I'm not going to stop until it's done and it's mm. done the right way. And I, so I pick and choose when I, I, I create yeah. in order to make sure that if, because if I don't, I'm going to be, I'm going to be creating things that I'm going to be, there's no other, there's not going to be any time for anything else. Yeah. 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 And we could go, that's a whole other, that we could just bottle that discussion. Cause I think we could apply it to what do you see in your kids? What is each one of them? Where do you see them on that scale? Yeah. But let me go to this one. Is there something in your life you have or are striving for mastery of? Mm. Mm. And I got to this point via uh, Dr. Sarah Lewis, uh, African-American professor at Harvard. I listened to her podcast. She was interviewed in Brene Brown's podcast. And she talked about the difference between success and mastery. So I have a follow-up question. Is there something in your life you have success at? And do you see a difference between success versus mastery? And so as David, as you're thinking, Kane, I applied it to like coaching, success being we won Saturday, mastery being 10 years worth of dominance, right? Um, but I, and I'm thinking about like, do I strive to be a master of parenting or am I just looking for a win today? Like I got them to put the phones down and that's a success. So that, it's got my, like that just been, I've been on that podcast. I've listened to it like three times. Because I think it's a really interesting take on what people strive for. Do you? Is it settling for success? Is it at, on the path to achieving mastery? You achieve a bunch of little successes, but your guys' thoughts in general on that distinction between the two and maybe something. Because like parenting, shouldn't I be trying to be a master father? But I bet I spend more time trying to be a master fucking coach. Well, I think it's hard to even kind of. I don't know, like, when you think about that, it's what does, what is a master father or parent, right? Yeah. You, you kind of, yeah. I, I think about that, like, what does that even look like? I don't even know what that looks like or sounds like. Right, that's true, you know, that's true. Most, most people, if they had a good childhood, they would say, you know, it's it, it, to, to create a, a childhood like maybe they had or like, like their parents, right, or to have a better childhood or whatever. But then it's like, all right. They were good, but like they they fucked up on <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. All right. So what does mastery even look like? You know, is it success that I just keep my kids alive right from day to day? Right. Uh, I don't. I don't know. That that's that's hard. I think it's more. It, it's easier to kind of look at you know from our profession standpoint, right? Yeah. Because you kind of well, you potentially already know maybe what. Or at least what in your mind or what has been if you work for somebody right what has been deemed success right yeah right, this is what success is so you have that kind of attainable goal and then i don't know i look at it you know even in entrepreneurship right like success to me is you know continually being able to keep my businesses open right that right. are profitable open and keeping people willfully employed right and uh, 
But then from a mastery standpoint, you know, I think about it and I think about it a lot. I don't know if I think it out in terms of mastery, but to the point where, you know, you just get back and it, you know, it's almost just mailbox money, right? Where you're just, uh, you yeah. know, you've got your business running so well, like you aren't really doing anything, right? Because you've employed so many people and you've got an organizational chart in place where it shit, that shit just runs with or without you. And it's running like a well-oiled machine and you're just going to the mailbox to collect whatever check, right? Right. But you're also taking care of all the individual employees, right? Yeah. So I, that's what I look at from a mastery standpoint, right? I So here, Kane, before you answer, she argued that repeated success can become dysfunctional persistence. And I think, I thought, Kane, David, similar to what you're saying in profession, I thought that really spoke to coaches we go up against that are stuck in their system and their system has provided winning seasons but it's never evolved like i know you talked about beating mike leach over and over at uw and he's had success with what he does but it's never jumped to a mastery level 11 wins rose bowl cf college football playoff because of his dysfunctional persistence in my system works shut the fuck up Yeah, I think just the – I think you have to define what mastery is for you mm-hmm. uh, and define success. Uh, I think it's, it's hard to say I, – I don't consider myself a master of, of anything that I'm doing at this point in my life. Right. But I think I've, I'm, I strive for mastery as much as I can, specifically like – we both are all upset here as far as what with what you do right yeah i think ultimately if you're doing something you want to you want to end up being the master of whatever it is that you're doing whether it's uh, in your profession or uh, whether it's parenting or whether it's whatever you at least for me anyway i i know that if i'm going to do something i want to be the best at it when it's all said and done Mm -hmm. and i think there's, there's to a certain extent that's a it's probably a fault of mine because I'm not going to be, for example, I'm not going to be the best golfer in the history of the world ever, right? But I, I'm still going to be because I do it. I want to master it at some point. Yeah. But that's 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 going to be hard to do. Yeah. Uh, but if I can go out and shoot in the 70s, I'm going to have some success success in this game of golf over the course of time, right? Um, and the same thing with the, with what I do professionally. I think you can get caught up in, and, and I don't know. I, I, that's such a tough question, man. Right. Think about it. It's like, I mean, as coaches, we're constantly, and I know, Kane, you guys like have found an identity that wins. Like, that's our identity. That's what we do, which isn't a bad thing. But also, is that going to fall into, because it's repeatedly offered me short-term success, it impedes my ability to get creative and get to the next level of this? I don't know. I, I, that's why I thought it was such a fascinating conversation. Because I think a lot of us would settle for, I'd just like a win today. Thanks, bud. Let's get real deep. But I'd like to fucking win today. And I, uh, we'll see what happens if I put 10 of those together. Uh, last one. Then I'll get you guys out of here. Huh? Do we as a society put too much stock in the notion of being heard? And I bring that up because I think Kane, you and I, and David, you might hear this from employees too. I just want to be heard, man. I want to be heard. But I don't think anybody, ever, for me, I don't think ever, anybody ever really wants to settle to be heard. I think they just want their way. 
but that that was a question I thought would generate a little bit of conversation. It, it, what is being heard? Is it that valuable if it doesn't lead to change or action? Thoughts on that? Uh, I don't know. I think I, I I think I've seen. I think it depends on the environment in which you're in, right? Like mm-hmm. if you are in, and I've I've seen this, right? Where I've been in some shitty, uh, from a culture standpoint, work environments that aren't very good, right? Mm-hmm. So, and those individuals, when you talk with whether it's employees or or coworkers, when they say they want to be heard, like they just want somebody that does listen right i think and i think it also depends on you know sometimes it's the level of the individual that you're speaking to right Mm -hmm. in terms of you know sometimes just just being heard from the standpoint of all right i just want my ideas out there to be heard and sometimes it's it's, it is i think you're right it it comes down to I, i just want my way yeah right but i i will tell you like in my experience, it, it's really been from a matter of the standpoint of, I just want my ideas to be at least considered mm. mm-hmm. from a herd standpoint, whether it's my ideas, whether it's my suggestions, whether it's, you know, this, that, or the other, just consider it with yeah. some intentional thought, Yeah, you know, and, and not just, uh, all right, all right, I got it, got it, and, and move me to the side, right? Like, yeah. So almost like if you prove to me you really did digest what I said, I can handle if you don't pick it. Absolutely. I I think that's been the experience that I that I've experienced the most from that standpoint is people really generally do want to be be heard and people want to be. I think what I've experienced, they want to be more than anything. They want to be valued, Mm -hmm. you know. They want to be heard. They want to be valued for whatever it is that they do. Yeah. You know, I just think of everything from a uh, an employee-employer standpoint, right? Right. And, and in my experience, the number one thing that people want from an employer, right? Yeah. The number one thing, it comes back time and time again, more than anything, more than they want more money, more than they want better benefits, more than they want flexibility and schedules, whatever it may be. The one thing that they want more than anything is just to be valued for the job that they do. And when you, and I think that goes bad in hand with being heard to a certain extent. Gotcha. How do you go about proving that that you are valued? Because I I totally agree with what you're saying. Is that something you can demonstrate? Is that something you have to prove? Yeah, I you know, and I think that that that's that's tough when you're just asked a question, right? Like, hey, what do you do to show that you value? Because there's all kind of shit that you can do that I think is, uh, you know, shit that's just bullshit, right? Like performative. Just gen- yeah, yep. I think it's just generally being that's who you are, right? And truly giving a damn about individuals, right? Like you guys probably talk a lot about your players, right, as coaches and and family within your teams, right? I, I remember all this talk. Yeah. You know, going through athletics in my life. Like we're a family and the coaches they really care about you. But we all knew the ones that did and the ones right. that didn't. The ones that it was for show. People sense that, right? Mm. And it wasn't something because this coach or this person did did this exactly for me. I just felt it, right? Mm. They listened, they cared. Even if like they gave me their time, right? They gave me their ear. I yeah. could bend their ear. They would give me this this piece of knowledge, whatever it may have been, right? Yeah. I think individuals 
feel that whether you're genuine or you're not. And it's hard to pinpoint exactly, all right, I say this or I do this, right, when people ask you that. Yeah. But I think that's something that uh, just in my own, like when I talk about myself, that that has been successful for me is is, is the majority of people I've worked with and uh, they they built that from me, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you who I am, like, like it or love it. Like, it's just who I am, right? And, and maybe that's the key. Authenticity is the key. Yeah, I think so. I think so, absolutely. Kane? I'm 100% agreeance as far as authenticity. Authenticity which is a tough word to say, and I think it's a tough word to do. Yeah. Uh, or as to truly be who you are, be genuine, um, to when you say and when you are, for us as coaches, saying to our players, that, hey, man, yeah, I, I value your, opi your opinion, and then your players give you your their opinion, and you don't like it. So in, in, in turn, you nothing that they say is ever actually uh, demonstrated in, or implemented into what you're doing. So there, you lose that uh, authenticity. You lose that um, um, really integrity to a certain extent. Uh, and, and so I, I think to be heard, uh, there's a lot of, in today's world, right, with social media and everybody feeling that um, by putting their words into, whether it's Twitter, into a tweet, whether it's Facebook and their status, whether it's Instagram and their posts, uh, or whatever, that by putting that out there in the world, they're being heard, their voice is being heard, uh, but, and they deserve to be heard to a certain extent as well, right? Yeah. And I think everyone deserves to be heard, uh, but I think there's also has to be substance behind what you're saying mm -hmm. in order for you to be heard all the time. And so I think there's there's a, this distinction between uh, being able to take people for their word and for them to be heard. Uh, mm -hmm. if that all makes sense. Well, no, yeah, I and think so there's. I think that's the the tough thing, and it's hard to navigate that at times. Um, but I think there's there's a difference between, hey man, I, I want to be heard, and well, yeah, that's great, but are what you, is what you're saying or what you are saying actually worthy of being heard? Right. Or you just you just want to be heard just to be heard. Right. Right. Not all voices are credible, you know, and well, good intentions aren't a substitute for ex expertise in a lot of cases, right? Um, but David, anything on that before we wrap up, Kane, I know you're, 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 you're grinding through to the end here with the babies. So I want to let us wrap up. No, no, I, I would agree a hundred percent. Like, let's just keep it real. Like some people don't deserve to be fucking hurt because they ain't got shit to say. That, that's credible. So. <laughs> exactly. Every I've tried to tell my players, every one of your thoughts is not worth people's time. And same with me. Every one of my ideas is not worth installing. Exactly. Could you imagine if as a coach, I literally said everything that I thought, oh. everything that I needed, like, honestly. Right. Like, so I use that with my players at times. Like, guys, if I was to tell you everything that I thought all the time, in, like, on the moment. That's a great point. As a tweet. <laughs> and I put it out there. You guys would, this would be a bad deal. Right. And so in turn check yourselves 
when you're sitting there pressing send or or whatever yeah, post yeah. because you want to post everything that's going through your mind yeah every single second every single minute man because honestly if I, if I were to post everything that popped in my head over the course of a practice if someone was tweeting every thought of mine over the course of a practice or a game that would be a bad deal for all everybody involved right <laughs> and so yeah just keep in mind as, as you talk about wanting to, to make sure your voice is heard right well, I appreciate it. Cross the streams.